Welcome to Silicon Valley Momentum, where advisor and author Roland Siebeling talks all things tech startups and brings you interviews with founders across the world. Now, here's your host. Inspire positive action. That is what you can start doing as soon as you set up your business to sustain itself through the crisis. Hello startup founders, hello startup leaders. This is episode five of our series on how to lead your startup through a crisis. In previous episodes, we've already talked about the need to communicate on a day-by-day -day basis, to reassess reality, to instruct your people, and then what you need to do to sustain the business. And we talked in the previous episode that that could be uh, cost reduction, sometimes even leading to a layoff, although of course, if you can avoid that, you absolutely should. But let's assume we've brought the business to a cost level that's sustainable into the future. Now you have to start infusing the business with positive energy again. And I would say the mistake I see most founders make in those situations is that they try to do that on all fires. They try to be as inspiring as possible, kind of to compensate for that feeling they see in the workforce, the feeling of having lost some of these colleagues, the mourning that people feel, even the worry about the increased workload with fewer people. So my advice is actually different. It is to start small and to slowly build up that positive energy and positive action again, until you are ready to really start striking out again. And that's what this episode is about. It's about inspiring positive action. We talk about four key elements. One, the key is to take care of people. Second is to support the broader community around you. Third, highlight hopes and heroes. And fourth, refocus on the purpose of your startup. Let's talk through these elements one by one. First of all, you have to realize that when you've done a big cost reduction, especially a layoff, people will have built up a certain level of distrust in management. And the only way to build that trust again is to actually start by taking care of the people, the people that are still left, but especially also the victims that may have been uh, impacted by a layoff. So some of the best actions I've seen done here in this crisis is CEOs telling their workforce the layoff was unavoidable, explaining all of that. And then, for example, having recruiters help all these people to update their CVs, to try and find a new opportunity, even if in the current crisis that's going to be hard, but to really use their network and try to make sure everyone lands on their own feet. So that's the very first thing. Take care of the victims, not just in giving them some um, uh, some some payments and some some extra uh, coverage of their health care but also to make sure that they can land on their feet and second and this is the part that many hr managers will tell you about take care of the survivors understand that people are in mourning that they will be a little bit distrustful and give people chance to work through that but also give them new instructions as to the theme of our third episode here to uh, so that they know what they have to do on a day-by-day -day basis. Take care of managers as well. Maybe less the senior leaders who are typically quite adept at um, facing a new reality, but especially frontline managers, people who typically have optimized a team around ways of doing things and now have fewer people to do maybe the same amount of things. So how do you take care of them? How do you help them through that process of changing their reality? And finally, and this is particular for 
previously high growth startups take care of the recruiters. Um, we often have a lot of recruiters that were building this huge machine of getting new people into the company. How do we take care of them? Some of them will of course have fallen victim to a layoff themselves, but others could be very helpful in building up a bigger HR function if needed, or actually, as I mentioned before, to make sure that people, alumni of the company land on their feet with other companies. So the second thing is not just to have that taking care of people be limited to people inside the company, but also outside the company. And especially in times of crisis, I think this is a great idea to build a goodwill again for your startup. Supporting the community can be done in several ways. So one would be discounted or free resources for the duration of the crisis. So for example, you can try out this product for 90 days instead of 30 days or until the crisis lasts or until the economy picks up again. The second one would be to target those promotions more to specific clients or specific customers that need it most. So that could be for example, for first responders, or it could be for the education system, or it could be for some other not-for-profit goal that needs that product really badly right now, but that couldn't possibly afford it at commercial rates. Another example would of course be to help job seekers with certain um, free resources so that they could land on their feet again. Later on, we can look at crisis-related education. So this is more when you feel your product could be used in a specific crisis-induced situation. A great example would be how to use your product better in a remote-only work situation, as many companies have now been forced to start working remote-only. And finally, crisis mitigation resources. So if there's something you've learned in your company or even your core product can be used to help mitigate the crisis, then why not actually build that product, package that product specifically for helping to deal with the crisis so that society at large gets better from the work that you're doing in your startup. Highlight hope and heroes. So this is my contrast against the tendency of many founders and CEOs to keep sketching that huge mission, which used to inspire the employee base. At this stage, right after a layoff, after a cost reduction, people typically do not want to hear a big vision, high pie in the sky. What they want to hear is concrete and they want to hear that they're still part of a great company, a company of good people. That's why I typically recommend to highlight the hope and the heroes. What I mean with that is we want to focus on the positive, but we want to focus on the positive and the concrete. So start small, identify those little pockets of optimism that already are present in your current business model, certain clients that come, come in more than before, or certain people that stay with your business where you would have expected them to churn, or also little pockets of optimism in society's mitigation of the crisis. For example, news about a vaccine being around the corner or certain levels of herd immunity already rising in the population. And that's the hope. But then next to that, I would also recommend to highlight the heroes. And those are people typically inside your company that are doing everyday work, nothing fancy, nothing pie in the sky, but that keep the company running. So a story about a support person or a story about an engineer keeping a certain server running, certain simple things like that, that are a day job for somebody that's does not normally get that visibility can really inspire people other people in the company to keep doing their job as well and feel like we're all in this together 
ultimately what we want to get to here is to instill a belief that not everything is bad some things are still good even if we went through that painful transition that a cost reduction or a layoff of course entails and once you've got that sense of some positivity back so a little bit of trust starting to reoccur then i think as a founder and ceo you can really start refocusing on the purpose of the company still stay away from the high pie in the sky huge visions but focus on the very core so peel back the success markers that you had before it's not about how much funds you've raised or what your valuation was all of these will probably come down a little bit in the post-crisis environment so i wouldn't stress those markers what you want to stress is how much of a good impact you're making in the world and that impact is something that you can highlight again what's your desired impact on the world is it about making people more efficient is it about um, improving their life in terms of um, aesthetics or in something that inspires them what is that specific impact that you actually started this company for and that you wanted to make into the world regardless of how much you would earn with it or what your valuation would be or when you would do your IPO why is that impact so important so use the five whys is a typical question that we we recommend to understand what's the deeper emotional driver for why you want to impact the world so much so for example an educational company might say it's important that we offer courses to everyone in the world whether they can afford it or not okay that's a purpose that's really good but why is that so important to you and when you start digging deeper there may often be a very emotional reason for it for example somebody came from a family where um, older brothers or sisters or aunts and uncles or parents had to go to work early and had to waste their talents because they couldn't afford an education something like that so reconnect with that emotion behind it and restore that emotional inspiration not just for yourself as a founder and for your executive team but let that come out let people who are still there understand why this company is still important why it still has a big impact into the world and why this is emotionally so important to keep going for that mission with that you will inspire lots of positive action all the way from the top of the organization to the bottom and you will be ready to start spotting new opportunities if you want to understand more about how to lead your company through a crisis, then visit our website rolandsibling.com crisis, where you'll find all the resources such as a crisis team action plan, a one page crisis bridging plan, and many other tools and videos that help you lead your startup through the crisis, hopefully with success. Like what you heard? Subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Tune in next time for more tech news and interviews with some of the brightest minds in tech today.